0: Welcome to another episode of Please Don't Make Me Watch. This week coming up, we have smising,
1: the Ten Commandments,
0: dating mishaps, and fuckboys,
1: and bear monsters.
0: I like how because it comes after dating mishaps, it sounds like you mean bear as in nude.
1: Yeah, true. That was
0: my automatic reaction.
1: But no, but bear. B B E R A. Yeah, B E A R.
0: Come bear. R-
1: but yeah, this week's episode is being brought to you by a cold and a hangover, so guess who has which? Don't even. Just... <laughs> i just... arrived this morning for a recording and Alice was unputty-put, de fragile.
0: I'm still unputty If <laughs> Yeah, I don't speak French, but what's the matter, like, a fucking... You're it,
1: asking it, me I've done French since GCC. Oh, God. Yeah, and I'm, I'm on day four of coldy fun.
0: Well, if you give me that as well, I would not be happy. Well. We should say, Sam is fully, like, nicely dressed, has his little water bottle with colours on it, got a tea, got everything prepared. I'm in my pyjamas, my glasses and a dressing gown and I look like a mess. But yay, podcast fun, you can't wait. see that. Pretend it's, I'm wearing something very chic.
1: It's an audio medium. We're all wearing yay. Chanel. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Okay, so, um, how has your week been in terms of culture?
1: I haven't really done anything cultural this week. What? Um, I think I've just—it's been a really busy week at work, and now I've been ill, so I haven't been uh, really done it anything. Ill is like the
0: peak time to be watching TV slash. Well,
1: uh, yeah, but I've been—I've been watching some, I've picked. some what you've yeah what you've picked. Um, I because I've been rewatching a couple of series. Um, I. Just because I wanted something that I'd seen before that I didn't have to think Spit about. Spit it
0: out, what it is it?
1: I rewatched the second series, weirdly, of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend.
0: Oh, yes, we love Crazy girlfriend Which
1: we do, we do. And I think because the fourth series is currently happening and it's the last series, I thought, well, I've seen this before. Series two has got some of my favourite songs in it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'll watch that. Has your week been cultured or full of shenanigans? Um.
0: It's been relatively cultured. I went to see Anthony Cleopatra <coughs> at the National, Ooh. which was fantastic, would highly recommend. I did it for A-Level, so it's very exciting seeing it brought to life by Rafe Fines, aka Voldemort, aka my hero in the Grand Budapest Hotel.
1: Love it.
0: Um, and also Sophie Okanudu. Oh, she's fab. Who is amazing as Cleopatra. She is fabulous. I don't fabulous. know if I just said her name right,
1: but yeah, I you've, and really and you've seen her in lots of things.
0: I've seen her in this play called *The Goat* or *Who Is Sylvia*, which is about a man who fucks a goat, which is
1: weird. Very or falls in
0: love with the goat anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, damien Lewis played that one. That was a weird play. Damien Lewis does a She race. was excellent in it. Um, so that was very cultured. And then I've also been watching some trash. So rewatched a bit of *Nailed It*. She's <laughs> just a great show
1: It's like if Bake Off was mean
0: Yeah and Sugar Rush as well And I've also been watching Mozart in the Jungle on Amazon And it's actually really fun So you will probably be watching that very soon
1: I probably will be Yes enjoy So on to this week's watching Yeah
0: this week so first of all we start with My first introduction into reality TV Which is the iconic America's Next Top Model <laughs> It started in way back when, um, but I've chosen season seven, which premiered in 2006. It's run by Tyra Banks. Iconic. I mean, just an icon in every way. Um, And I mean, it's pretty much in the title. (laughs) They compete to become America's next model and you can start a career in the modeling industry. It became, I mean, there have been 23 cycles now, I think. Mm -hmm. I've seen almost all of them. And I have to say, season seven is, like, around the peak. I would say from uh, okay. season three to season potentially 14, you get the really greatest series. And then either side are the, like, fledgling years, which are good but not amazing. Mm. And then you get the we're desperate for fame
1: years. <laughs> you get the we now have to compete with Drag Race.
0: Yeah, basically. Mm. And Project Runway and all that kind of yeah. stuff. yeah. But yeah, so you watched the first episode of season seven.
1: Yeah. Now, for context, I don't watch any reality TV apart from Bake Off and Drag Race, which are the polar opposites when you think about reality TV. Yeah. Um, no,
0: because, they're, no, they're not. I think they're very similar because they both have their ethos as having a heart at the bottom mm-hmm. of it. Like, you clearly yeah. like watching stuff that is vaguely heartwarming mm. and you're not into the, like, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah.
1: And I think, uh, but I think, I think the reason so. I say they're polar opposites is because Drag Race is very edited. and Bake Off doesn't feel Kind of, if someone's bait goes wrong their bait goes wrong in Drag Race you can definitely much more shape the storylines
0: yes okay I see Um, what you
1: mean but this America's Next Top Model this episode that I saw really reminded me of early Drag Race and I think because Drag Race essentially started as an America's Next Top Model parody almost yeah I think it's, it's apt the biggest selling point of this show is that Tyra Banks is a fantastic host
0: oh god she carries the entire thing. she carries everything
1: and she is just wonderful as a host as is as is miss j alexander as well
0: oh this is this the show basically was destroyed when they got rid of miss j and mr j
1: now that i've heard that maybe may be sad but tire it's like catchphrase 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 i just thought yeah okay i can see why people really gravitate to the show but also
0: the funny thing is she comes up with catchphrases but you uh, there's something about it that you
1: it feels very organic
0: vaguely but even if it's not organic she has the same kind of rupaul thing which is like "Oh yeah. no, i'm doing this for tv but like okay, okay let's just move on and
1: now it's on a t-shirt yeah and all i had seen of america's next model before this is the iconic i was rooting for you we <laughs> were all rooting for you. you how dare you, you. Which when is... my mother yells at me it's because she loves <laughs> me which is an iconic clip of television um but the thing that struck me about america's next model is how young the contestants are like they are between 18 and 21 max yeah see I watched it when
0: I was 14 and I remember Mm. thinking they were really old and there's I think is there a girl called Brooke in this season yeah so there's an episode later on where she has to miss her graduation from high school in order to be in the show Mm. and I remember seeing that and being like oh wow she's so old she's graduating and stuff and now I watch it and think oh fuck I'm I'm older than them
1: and, and in I mean, this episode kind of, you have a you sort of have a semi-final where they selected sort of the top 20, 30 or, 20 or 30 and they narrow it down to the top 12. Yeah, and then it, and then house. episode one proper happens. And with the kind of selection process, I kind of wish that Drag Race had something like this because I think it'd be really interesting. And then seeing the queens retry, because knowing, for example, that Alyssa Edwards was going to be on season four of Drag Race mm. but then was, just wasn't. And I think one thing that really struck me is that the contestants, they... For me, a few of them really did blur into it themselves, but also...
0: Yeah, but you get to know them. I yeah, think, so because the, the, I be. should say, the problem with this is I wanted to start you on a better episode. Yeah. Like, I would have started with the makeover episodes, which are always the best because people cry about having their mm. hair cut off and it's just entertaining.
1: Whereas, weirdly, I think the makeover episodes of Drag Race are often kind of the weakest ones.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm. But, so, the makeover episodes of... And they could and tie overs, because of course she does, um, are amazing, and I really wanted to start you there, but I was worried about starting you in the middle of a series yeah. and... I think, I think you know. that,
1: that makes sense. One thing for me though was that there was a lot of screaming. There was a lot of, Am I good? Am I good? Which the early seasons of Drag Race definitely had, and now I think the later seasons of Drag Race don't have when Drag Race is now more of its own thing. Yeah. Um, I do also think that for me, the top three from the editing, just in episode one, was so obvious.
0: Oh, did you not look up?
1: I looked up and I was 100% right. Okay, go on. It was the Carradine, Eugenia, and Melrose.
0: Oh, I see. And I, I was like,
1: oh, so it's those three. And then... And then you looked up to confirm. And then those the top three. And I didn't like that as much that I could guess it from the edit. But also, I think one thing that kind of made it interesting was that they they had them all living in a house. And I really liked that aspect of the kind of...
0: Well, that's what's great about ANTM, mm, is that you get this house dynamic, which is actually much more of an issue than the...
1: The actual modelling.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I love part of the reason I've always backed up America's at someone because my dad used to tell me off for watching it because um, it's not intellectual. But I find the ideas for the photo shoots really interesting. Yes, I and think and that I was genuinely, the big thing. I'm um, interested in how you can make someone look good based on obviously you've got makeup and hair and mm. costumes, but it's amazing how it's all I don't about. Know, how you you hold can your make face. pretty girls look very ugly yeah. if, if they're not working and. Although I think modelling is probably an easier job than many people have Mm. in some ways.
1: It's very hard. It does
0: show you how difficult it is to, I don't know, like you get thrust into these situations that you don't necessarily want to be in, but you have to do because you're the model, and that's what you do. You have to wear clothes or shoes that are too big or too small. Yeah, You have to do whatever they tell you to do and then you have to make yourself look good, but without overshadowing the clothes all the time. So it's, I don't know, it's just it's really just interesting. Weird.
1: Yeah, and I, I think they definitely addressed that in the first episode because the, they have to do a photo shoot, which is model stereotypes. Yeah. And none of these photos are bad. Yeah. And I mean, weirdly for me, the one that they were like, this is the best one, I thought, actually, I don't think this is the best.
0: But I do think, I love Carrie Dees.
1: I think Carrie Dees is really good. I also, I liked that twin. I, I don't. Twin. Oh, yeah. I think that one was really good.
0: I also think that one's amazing. And that's
1: the other twin. I yeah. thought both the twins did really well. But there was, there was a lot of, oh my God, they're twins. Oh my God, they're yeah. twins.
0: But imagine if they had twins on Drag Race, you'd go mad. Oh, fully.
1: Um, I think one thing that this was lacking that I think makes me like Drag Race and Bake Off is the kind of campy silliness of it, which I think, according to some people, American Sex Model has got a bit campy sillier.
0: Yeah, but it actually ruins it, I think.
1: Oh, you you think it's better when it's a bit more serious?
0: Well, I don't know. Maybe there's a way of doing campy silliness that would make this good. But in recent years, it feels... It kind of just makes a mockery of the whole thing. I think what was interesting about this is that modelling is fucking hard. Oh, like, fully. We all thought that it was easy, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think you can't have the same kind of fun as in Drag Race or Baker No because it's, it is very cutthroat and it's I mean, it very yeah. much like I don't give a shit mm. about anyone else because you can be
1: bad at making a cake you can be bad at doing a lip sync but with modelling it's your body your body it's is so the product personal. And so and it is just kind of I find it interesting that a lot of them It's I mean this is 2006 they look so skinny for yeah, their so, age
0: yeah because now they've made it much more open and Tyra's been very much like we accept anyone mm. of any age and any whatever and any uh, I don't know Height and weight, yeah, event.
1: and they've opened to male contestants as well.
0: Well, they've actually closed it off recently. Oh, male okay, they had like two seasons with male contestants, oh, okay, but it was bad because it meant like when they're in the house, it became all about their relationships in terms of that, oh, which became like I don't know, like a really bad love island, yeah. Thing. And you were like, we would need to focus on the competition.
1: Um, one thing that I did actually really like is that from the beginning, and I think this is something that Drag Race is actually very reluctant to talk about, is that there is a very frank discussion about race in episode one. Oh, and the yeah. very start when she's talking with i think it's christine it's either christine or eugenia i can't remember who but she has this discussion tyra has this discussion about race with one of the girls auditioning and it's very kind of because i'm darker skinned therefore i can't be, be busy with beautiful and it's very
0: i mean i think it's, it's really interesting in mm-hmm. talking about that kind of stuff like it talks about plus size as well yeah. a lot and Tyra will be like look in a normal human bi- like in a normal human world you are not fat, you yeah. are not plus size, you are a normal size but mm-hmm. in the modelling industry you will be labelled as that and yeah. that is therefore what you are in this competition Yeah, and I it's mean, very it's insidious like they kind of sometimes perpetuate, perpetuate those it. ideas but like explain yeah. why they're perpetuating it but at the same mm. time it's yeah. I don't know, it opened think, my eyes to a lot of yeah. injustice, I think. And recently Tyra's definitely tried to make it more acceptable.
1: Mm. And I think I think one one thing I liked about the race discussion is in comparison to Drag Race, is the way that it's edited. If you think about on season 10, the vixen on Drag Race, how she's edited as very much the antagonist yeah. when she tries to bring up discussions of race. Whereas I think here it's, it's Tyra pushing this conversation oh, thing. Oh, yeah. And whereas I don't think someone like RuPaul would do that. But I... I enjoyed it. I'm not sure I'm going to carry on watching it. I think oh. I, I, oh, you
0: should watch the makeover episode I
1: might watch a makeover episode from the series even but I think for me because with the series I guess the top three so quickly
0: but just watch the makeover yeah. episode anyway and That's then the- don't you don't need to watch the rest of it but that is genuinely just okay. very good fun because people cry and stuff yeah. and like someone will always be like Oh, I'm, not, I'm gonna take my weave out I don't want anyone to see me without it in and then they'll hide in the bathroom and someone else will have to get like a white girl will have to get a weave and she's never realised how painful it is so yeah. she'll cry and all the and black girls are like, what are you talking about dare. all the time.
1: <laughs> but now moving on to something completely different. Very different. For my TV, I asked you, this was a risk, to ask you to watch my favourite TV show, which is The West Wing. Created by Erin Sorkin. it is a drama that follows the inner workings of the White House uh, when a fictional president, President Bartlett, played by Martin Sheen, is in office and sort of about how his staff interacts with kind of policy and disasters and general things of running a country and i want to know what you thought
0: i'm like almost reticent to talk about this because I, I should say first of all i really loved it hmm. but also like it's my family's favorite tv show i, I like i'm finding it very different i don't know why i just have a really big block about it i feel like i'm being judged all the time with what i'm saying yeah I really loved it I can't really say <laughs> Can't why. say
1: why Yeah
0: It was really good All the characters were good It mm. was weird Because I'd heard of All the characters before so Yeah like When Josh You weren't coming CJ'd From a place stuff. where like Yeah yeah I knew what was going to happen it, Not knew what was going to happen But like Recognised people
1: Yeah I think the strength The strength like of clever, it is The writing is yeah. amazing Because it's Aaron, It's Aaron very talking. fast
0: talking Fast mm. paced Very yeah. intellectual
1: Yeah If you haven't seen The West Wing Other things Aaron Is and concerned so the social network A few good men Yeah Molly's game, that sort of thing. Um, Some people really hate his style of writing. I quite like it. Um,
0: The characters are just great
1: in this. Oh, the characters are what make this show
0: different and very interesting. and likable in a really Mm -hmm. weird way. I
1: mean, who is who is your favorite just just from the pilot alone?
0: Again, I can't. As in, because you've got this baggage attached attached to it. it. Like my mum and my brother love Josh, so obviously my mum, and my sister love Josh. I love Josh because. But then I'm also like, why do you love Josh? I don't understand. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Really, I don't, it's, I'm finding it very difficult to
1: Yeah, I think, explain. I mean, I, I kind of gut reaction, favourite Western character is probably CJ, played by Alison Janney.
0: So I love her, but we, she hasn't got enough screen time in the pilot for no. me to know, to be honest. I thought Toby was fantastic.
1: Oh, Toby's great. Um, Yeah,
0: pre- the president. I mean, to yeah. be honest, all of them are likeable. Mm. Which is quite rare for a and TV show.
1: And it's weird, I think, watching this now is that Every character in the West Wing is smarter than you. Every character is so intelligent. Yeah. And it's weird looking at the current state of American politics when the White House is run by Donald Trump and all the people around him and he cannot get A-list talent to stick with him because he's, you know, awful. Uh, but then you look at the Bartlett White House and President Bartlett has a Nobel Prize in economics.
0: Oh, really? That's,
1: that's one of his... I don't think that's mentioned in the pilot, but because it's, it's it's also weird to think...
0: I it, mean, it does feel... I was watching it potentially just because of the time that's come out and, like, yeah. obviously it would have been very different to watch it at the time, mm. but it feels so unreal. It, like, in a really yeah. sad way, you just think, like, oh, God, that wouldn't happen mm.
1: it. And it's... And it, I mean, I, real presidential staffers worked on this show, I didn't so know. they did give some kind of... I'm sure was like, real, it was realism. accurate,
0: but at the now, now that it feels no. just Uncomprehensible that that would happen and that it's not so much about identity politics. I just think that has been a very different issue um, and has changed a lot of things, not necessarily for the better, but like when people are talking about it. Mm. Yeah, there was no yeah. discussion of that kind of thing.
1: And I just think the like the introduction... So, for context, initially, the president wasn't going to be a main character. The president was only going to be every every two or three episodes. Oh. Which, but then the introduction of the president in this episode, in this pilot, was so popular because it is Amazing. so good. And essentially, okay, spoilers for the West Wing, but I don't care because this is one of the best scenes oh. of television ever and possibly I would put up there as the best introduction of a character ever. Yeah. Um... The- Toby and Josh are sitting with a Christian right organisation. Recently, members of the President's family have been sent threatening images and dolls with knives through them because of the President's stance on issues like abortion, and they get talking about the Ten Commandments, and one of the members of the Christian right group, who is a reverend, gets the first commandment wrong, saying it's honour thy mother, thy father, and... Toby says no that's not the first commandment the first commandment is and the president walks in saying I am the Lord thy God thou shalt have no other God before me and immediately you know exactly who the president is because all eyes are on him and he just delivers this kind of angry speech because the whole episode building up to that is the president's just falling off his bike yeah. oh the president's a bubbling idiot yeah, and yeah, then, they do then, very much.
0: Sets up as if he's a moron, and then he comes in, and you're like, Jesus, he knows how to command a room.
1: And I, I mean, it helps that Martin Sheen is playing him, and Martin Sheen is. is fantastic in this role. But it just—I mean, it's
0: so well cast. This this program.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's—I wouldn't change a single bit of casting from it. I.
0: Um, it was weird having watched Parks and Recreation to see. Rob Lowe. Rob
1: Lowe. as Sam. In, like
0: the first scene I was like, what are you doing here?
1: Well, for me, it was weird seeing Roblo in Parks and Rec because I'd seen him in the West Wing first because Sam Seaborne's character in the West Wing is so different from Chris Traeger yeah, in Parks and Rec.
0: like insanely different. Like Sam seems like this Lothario who's actually very nice but like mm. very stressed out. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. And
1: then Chris Traeger is just this sort of ball of self-imploding positive energy.
0: Yeah, very different.
1: I love the interrelationship between the because I think similar to like we talked about with Firefly, yeah. All the characters then matched up in different ways every time and but they all have roles. I like the
0: thought though that they all got paged at the beginning, lol, because they had pages. Yeah. And um everyone who was with them was like, Oh, someone called POTUS has been in the vice... <laughs> as if people in America wouldn't be like, Oh POTUS, oh the president, president of the United as States. As if, like <laughs> And they're like POTUS is a weird name. What? I think. it's a weird bit of writing. I think. I think that. But it was it not was that acronym not used as much
1: but then? I don't know. I mean, I guess this is sort of just pre the internet becoming this massive sort of. Yeah. So maybe you wouldn't. And it's see also pre social media as well. Yeah. Which I think makes a big difference. There is there is an episode later where they talk about one of the um, Josh, for example, gets a fan club, an online oh, fan right. club forum, which would obviously like be a weird Tumblr or Twitter page it's now. Right now but that's that's an interesting kind of throwback and then only sort of well there's
0: also just the fact that the press are (laughs) pretty polite in this oh
1: fully very
0: polite and also um they they only get given what they get given if that makes sense yeah it's not like and we've heard from this source and we've heard from this source Mm. and we've got all this information that you don't have yeah it feels very much like they can control the information outflow a lot more
1: yeah there are there are definitely episodes of the West Wing where the press know more than CJ does and that Creates a lot of conflict for CJ, where she's saying, "Well, these people are saying more than I know. Like, I, yeah, I need to know what's happening."
0: Yeah, but it just felt like a very different show Mm. than could ever be made now. Fully. And obviously, it made me think of Designated Survivor Mm. in a way, and like House of Cards and those kind of programs. Yeah. And it is, it is. I don't know. They're very different shows, but it's kind of sad that I don't think their West Wing would be made now
1: no i think i think the the west wing's very much a product of its of its initially of its time and i think it's
0: kind of a sense of optimism in a way yeah Yeah.
1: i love this show and i think (laughs) i think it also even though it's a product of its time and we're not living in that era of optimism presidential optimism now i still think it holds up because the writing's so good because the characters are so good because ah just there are so many scenes that i want to talk about like uh-huh. So we need to move on. We need to move on. We need to move on. I'll wax lyrically later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so onto my film, which is another rom-com um, called How to Be Single. <laughs> came out in 2016. It was directed by Christian Ditter, and it stars Dakota Johnson, Rebel Wilson, Leslie Mann, and Alison Brie. Although Alison Brie isn't in it that much. No. And it's basically like, oh, the trials and tribulations of being single in New York. What a stress that is. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous, but I very
1: much enjoy it. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's very ridiculous. For me, this film is a mess, but mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. And here's why. I don't know if this film wanted to be... light-hearted silly comedy with Dakota Johnson and Rebel Wilson or whether it wanted to be a sarcastic comedy with Alison Brie or whether it wanted to be a quite serious kind of comedic-edged drama with Dakota Johnson and Leslie Mann because those are sort of the main combinations of the characters I think Alison Brie deserves better than this film I think she's better than this film
0: yeah, but I thought she was very funny in it. Like, she, she be, did everything she could. She did, she did everything part. she could, but... And I like the storyline, because mm. at the end you think the cliché ending is going to happen, and Yeah. it's like, fuck you, no it's not.
1: And I, I I, did enjoy it, but I think for me, again, I think this film was a bit too long. It, oh, c-
0: definitely. It, it could have
1: shaved 20 minutes off and not lost anything, and I think for me that shaving would have been done by just removing Alison
0: I think the really depressing thing is that it's not willing to stick to its own message ever. Yeah, So it's very confused. Well, yeah, it's like, um, if you've ever seen the film with um, Anna Faris in, which is like her sleeping with 20 guys. Yeah. she bi- I can't remember what it's called, I'll look it up. But um, essentially the She Rules in a magazine article being like, if you sleep with 20 guys... Once you're over 20, then you won't get married or something like that. Like a really shitty magazine article that's basically telling you how to live your life. Uh, and so she decides that she's slept with 20 guys, so she needs... It's called What's Your Number? Ah, uh, okay. And she decides that, therefore, she's going to have to go through all of mm. the different people she's slept with. Chris Evans is in it as well. As I
1: like think I, I might have heard store. of it as well.
0: Yeah, and he helps her and obviously eventually they get together, they hook up. Yeah. Um, but then you think, yay, this is trying to show you that your number doesn't matter, and it's, like, just who you fall for and whatever. Yeah. And then at the end, she finds out that she hadn't actually sat with one of the people you thought uh. she had, so he has actually number 20. So it just, like, conforms to yeah. And it's, like, cool, you clearly thought this was a great comedy payoff, but also... Just it doesn't it, like,
1: it nukes the message of your film and that,
0: exactly and How to Be Single does the same thing in which like it's like oh she's learned how to be single but then she turns and you're clearly expecting her to see someone yeah who she's now going to fall in love with I be, think, it, learn to be single mm. for yourself not because like oh learn to be single in order that you might get someone
1: yeah because I found myself actually I think the the bit of the film I liked the most was the bits with Dakota Johnson and Leslie Mann the kind of the relationship between yeah. the sisters and Leslie Mann being pregnant and then Falling for someone,
0: he's so who's so sweet. He's the best character. In the he movie.
1: is the best character. He's and he's also I think the only male character that isn't a dick. Yeah. Because even even
0: I don't think the I think
1: Damon Way's Jr. character is a bit of a dick, but you can understand why he's being a dick. Um, the guy with the Kit.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, but,
0: but he's. N- I think he's basically he, nice.
1: Yes. But he has some moments of doucheness.
0: Yeah, but so do the girls. I think. Oh,
1: I think I think the the main issue is is that I also I don't find Rebel Wilson very funny.
0: I don't think she's given an, like I don't think this is a good movie for her. No,
1: I think I think it's it's, it's Rebel Wilson playing this thing.
0: Perfect because she gets to and bridesmaids and stuff. Because she gets to improv a lot of like random lines. Is she in bridesmaids? Not bridesmaids, sorry. Um, yeah, she is in bridesmaids. She's Kristen Wiig's apartment
1: sharer. Going back to how to be single, um, one thing I did like was the self-aware touches I think did actually work quite well. I think the hangover sequence I thought was really funny. I did call that that was what was going to happen where it's like we have 20 minutes to get to work and it's 30 minutes away. Okay, and then Rebel Wilson takes Dakota Johnson through all of these shops and stuff and it's like you're three and a half hours late to work. Where were you? Yeah. Ooh, lunchtime. And I, I did admittedly chuckle a bit at that and I quite liked some of the moments and I did think that the Dakota Johnson storyline and the Alison Breeze storyline felt like they were in two separate films yeah and I did think that Rebel Wilson but I think the
0: Alison Breeze storyline really isn't like as in it's not clearly not integral to the film no I think it's like a fun aside
1: I think it's a fun aside but I think it's a fun aside that goes nowhere I don't think you need that storyline to reform the bartender
0: oh, I didn't think it was about reforming the button. I literally thought of it as a, like, cute aside where it's mm. like, we don't have to see every, someone's whole rom-com story in order to still be like, and this story's going... I just like the idea that, like, loads of people are struggling with this in different ways,
1: I, yeah. I There were some moments that I genuinely quite liked. Like, I liked the phrase, for example, dick sand. I think that oh, is an oh, excellent that's phrase. That's so good. And I... I did really like Leslie Mann's character. I thought she was really quite interesting. Yeah. And I think, weirdly, for a a romantic comedy, the serious bits were better than the comedic bits. This is what I mean by the film was a mess, is that I didn't think it was particularly funny, but I think if if it had kind of played a bit more into the seriousness of it, and erred more on the side of a comedic drama, I -hmm. think I would have liked it a lot more.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, I liked it partly because Dakota Johnson's character was called Alice, so strongly related there. Yeah, and I think... Although she's a drip, but She is a
1: drip, fully. But I think... I mean, I don't know. I mean, Dakota Johnson, I think, is always going to have the issue in everything she does is that she is the girl from Fifty Shades of Grey.
0: And also, she her voice, I don't know what it is. It sounds drippy.
1: It does. And... I, but equally, yes. I think Rebel Wilson has the issue is that she is Fat Amy.
0: Yeah.
1: And... We, there's a Reverend Wilson film coming out soon called Isn't It Romantic. Oh, my God,
0: I'm so excited about it. It looks great. That
1: I actually think could be good.
0: It will be good.
1: I'm I'm holding judgment on it, but I'm holding the up. The
0: trailer ho- looks great. I was actually gonna get it up for us to watch afterwards.
1: Yeah, this. the, the trailer the trailer does look good. And I I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about that it's gonna be okay. But with with How to Be Single, I I don't know. I bought the relation, the friendship between Rebel Wilson and Dakota Johnson, I really thought that was that was well done. Rebel Wilson, I'm never going to be the biggest fan of, just because I don't know. I just don't. I think it worked a bit perfect, but now she's she's kind of similar to what Melissa McCarthy just is, is that she's ended up playing the same character quite a few times, and now Melissa McCarthy is actively fighting against playing that character, and I kind of want Rebel Wilson to do that, and I hope she does that, and isn't it romantic? I think Dakota Johnson surprised me actually in that I did. Totally by her relationship with both Rebel Wilson and Leslie Mann. My issue is, is that it felt totally a mess. And there were points of the film, especially the bits focusing on Alison Brie or the bits more focusing on with Rebel Wilson's side of the story, I did find myself switching off. That's just.
0: I my liked it because when I got bored of the main storyline, there was always something else. Yeah. To happen. But I agree. It's it is
1: very nice much superhero. kind of like, here's a shiny thing, oh, distracted with another shiny thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I don't know, I like the fact that it went against... I don't think it's a very good rom-com, to be fair. Like, I probably won't rewatch it. No. It's not up in the league of, like, the noughties greats.
1: Oh, yeah, fully. It's not... It's It's not those.
0: It was entertaining. I just think it was confused about the message by the end. Like, it was... It basically implied, like, well, you need to learn to be single in order to get someone. Yeah. Which I understand, like, everyone... Well, not everyone, but a lot of people... You know, you do want to end up with someone, but I think it would have been nice to have a film where... That wasn't the aim of learning to be single. That's yes. like, and it not even show it to be a byproduct because it just, mm. it's like a weird sense of hope. It's like someone breaking up with someone and being like, but you know, like, you know, this could have worked in like maybe a few years time. Yeah. No, don't do that like weird hope thing. You should commit to mm. this message, which is supposedly how to be single and enjoy yourself and not need other people. Yeah. I, mean, I like the fact that they have this dependency on... The female friendship kind of thing. Yes. Or friendship in general. I think that was that was a, a really strong point the in the film. It would be nice to see that with the men as well.
1: Yeah. You? I think I think so. But moving on, moving yeah. on to my film. Uh for this week's film, I asked you to watch my neighbour Totoro. <music> the Japanese animated film. I think it's a bit different from Let the Right One In. Uh, It's from 1988, directed by Hayao Miyazaki, dubbed into English by Disney, um, but it's obviously originally in Japanese. Uh, It tells the story of two young girls, Satsuki and Mei, and their professor father, who move to the country in post-war Japan, and their interactions with friendly wooden spirits, and mostly their encounters with a forest creature named Totoro. What did you think?
0: So, um... I think that this is actually very similar to Let the Right One In in terms of why you like it. Okay. is essentially a foreign language film Mm -hmm. which is about two children and it's about... It's very character-driven. The Mm -hmm. plot is not massive. It's about children overcoming an obstacle potentially in their life that they're not in control of. It's about friendships between an unlikely or otherworldly being Mm -hmm. and a child. And... It's really all about the cinematography, so I feel like it's essentially the same film, but in a very different spirit. Yeah, I um, mean,
1: yeah it's, yeah, it's 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 it no, it's not the same film that *The one. It's not kind of this no, sort of violent. I, I think it's
0: very similar, actually okay, in terms of like theme and genre and things. Although, possibly, I don't know how much people would agree with me on that.
1: I mean, I I I don't agree with you because I don't. I see I don't think it is as much of a character study as like the right one is. I think it's it's very much I think it's more of a relationship study you don't necessarily build on the characters of Satsuki Mei, you build on their relationship
0: okay yeah I think uh,
1: especially at the end when Mei goes missing yeah but also I think it's kind of they are finding solace like similar to One*, right, in another worldly being in the nature of Totoro something that should be quite in any other film could be quite monstrous but is Cute and cuddly and sneezy. And
0: essentially a giant rabbit.
1: Yeah, bear monster. Bear rabbit monster. Bear rabbit monster. I don't know. I just want one. They're really cute.
0: I think I suffered from not being a child when I watched this the first time. Okay. And I find that there was a plot and I like appreciated that they didn't try to go melodramatic and... Mm-hmm. The mother is in hospital, and I appreciated the fact that that was not... It didn't end all disastrously, and you felt like there was hope for the future and things. Yeah. Um, from the first few minutes, I assumed that the dad was going to die pretty soon, so I'm really Oh really? he didn't. Yeah, because it was like a kid's film, and it was mm. all too happy, and I was like, surely the parents got to leave them. Yeah. Um, but no, happy days, he didn't. No. Um, I thought it was really beautiful, but... Um, it is a
1: very gorgeous film.
0: Yeah, I just thought it, it uh, lacked... Depth not exactly depth the relationships are really interesting more like don't really get totoro
1: okay see i i will see totoro as kind of because obviously the father's very worried with the health of the mother and he's focusing on that and obviously moving in the stress of that and totoro is kind of this almost presence of solace yeah and totoro is offering the girls sort of this comfort and this friendship and this fun that their father's not able to give them yeah and I
0: I thought he was such a great dad though But then oh, it yeah. really contradicted itself When he was so They wait for him with this umbrella to give him And yeah. he's really really late back And I thought the fact that he just gets off the bus And is like oh hey girls
1: mm. yeah. What
0: kind of parent are you That you see your two young children Who must be like what Seven I think and th- three or something? I think
1: they're, I think they're meant to be ten and, ten and five. Okay,
0: they're young, though. Yeah, they are young. And he sees them and they're literally just, Like, they've been standing in the rain for hours in the dark on a, like, road that has no one on it. Yeah. In any other film, they would have been... And that sticky end. Oh,
1: yeah. And he
0: just gets off the bus and is like, Oh, hey, girls
1: okay I that's
0: angered me so much I was like what kind of father are you
1: see I, I never got that at all watching this film I, I kind of just I think got really drawn up in it. it's very whimsical I got drawn up yeah. in the whimsy of it and I don't think this is Hayao Miyazaki's best film I don't um, know what other
0: films he's done he's
1: done like Spirited Away and Nausicaa and oh okay all of the, the sort of Studio, studio Ghibli. Ghibli Ghibli I don't know Giblets. how you pronounce it yes those films he's done most of them I think Spirited Away is objectively the best one
0: I think I've seen that when I was younger but I don't remember it
1: but I think again this is a film that's aimed at children and I think if you're showing this film to kids this is a very complex film in terms of children's films if you think of a lot of children's films they're very simple and I I love animation I would put many animated films in my top ten list such as Up Probably the original. I don't
0: get this thing with Up.
1: I love Up, but we'll talk about it a different time. The original Beauty and the Beast, it's my yeah. favourite Disney film. I think it's wonderful. And I think with this, what I like about it, I think it's said, is the visuals. It is very visually striking and very visually interesting. I think in a way that a lot of hand-drawn animation of this time got a bit bogged down. It, yeah. it all starts to look very similar. This is pre-the Disney Renaissance, so this is pre-The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Um, or at least just pre-The Little Mermaid. But you're thinking stuff like, from at least on the American side, you've got early Warner Brothers films, you've got dark age era Disney, and then you have this, which is the colours are so strong, yet then they suddenly become muted, but you don't notice the shift. Mm. The design of the characters, I think, is all really quite interesting. I think now it's become quite standard in... Japanese animation for the characters to be structured in this way because of the influence of Hayao miyazaki i I just really liked them I think it's really sweet. I think it's really sentimental I didn't have the gripes that you had about that I didn't take that way at all. i took
0: it's not like I thought I like I love the father mm. and I loved all the characters in this movie there's not a bad character, and they're all different and they're mm-hmm. all very very likable, but I just found that moment really jarred with me, yeah, and I found i don't know it almost felt like. I was almost like, Totoro, what are you bringing to this? Like, a tree?
1: Yeah, see, I, I, I didn't get that at all because with that moment on the bus, I took that as that he didn't expect his daughters to be there because, like, he's obviously doing so much for them, he didn't expect them to do something for him. Because, obviously, because they are so young...
0: Yeah, but they do a lot for him anyway, as in, it's clearly a very...
1: It is clearly that, but... ...relationship.
0: I mean, it, felt, it just felt like, even if he didn't expect it, or especially because he didn't expect it, like my dad wouldn't let that happen. He'd be like, what are you doing? Like, mm. I'm really grateful to you, but also what do you think you're doing? I'm, Or or at least be like, I'm so sorry I didn't tell you that I'd be late. Or I know he doesn't no. have a chance to because
1: this it's like is technology is not the same. But, but there's a cat bus. He could have used the cat bus. I
0: don't know. It just felt really... Do
1: you think the film felt slight? Like kind of there yeah. wasn't a lot there? Yeah. Mm. See, I, I don't get an impression of the film because I just... I think I very much got caught up in sort of the whimsy and fun of it. Huh. And I'm I'm a sucker for a cute animated thing. I, I did really... I really enjoy this film. I think on second watch, I didn't love it as much as so I would have loved it the first time.
0: But it's, it's the kind of thing that I feel like I would show children if I had children. Oh, if
1: I had children, but I'd 100% show When they song. were
0: young, but I wouldn't, like, look forward to watching it with them. I'd just be like, oh, this will entertain them for a bit, or, like, this is cute. But it's not something that I would think... Yeah. Oh god, this is so when this is a necessary
1: part of But I'd life. I'd rather show them something like this than show them minions.
0: Um well the minion movie I'm not like a big fan of, but Despicable Me and stuff I thought I think is better. I
1: think I think this is two different age groups. I wouldn't necessarily think you'd show because but then but then again I feel like a lot of kids' films I think aren't meant to be enjoyed by adults. They're meant to be enjoyed by children. Yeah. But I think this definitely adults can find enjoyment in it and adults can find a lot into it. Oh, I think thought I really you were going
0: to say it. completely the opposite. I thought you were going to be like, this one is for kids. Well, no,
1: it's, it's why it's I, I like Up so it's much.
0: for adults.
1: It's why I like Up so much. Because I I enjoyed Despicable Me. I didn't love it. I loved Despicable Me. But I, th- I do think that is a kids' film. And I think adults, at least for me, can get limited enjoyment. I think because I didn't see it until I was in my 20s. Oh,
0: I totally disagree. I think oh, okay. Despicable Me is much more adult in terms of there are hidden mm. jokes. And there are, like, innuendos sometimes. And... Mm. That like there are funny bits in it. Like it's child. I'm not doing oh, it. It's yeah. immature and childish, but it's very entertaining to me. Mm. And this is so beautiful, but it feels like a picture book in terms of like.
1: Mm. But I think I think that's about, a, like That's I feel very like this stylized. Book for me, is
0: like the horror like. Horrible Histories or Horrid Henry or the stuff that adults can quite enjoy reading to their kids. See, I don't, think, I don't think I don't think Despicable is like clever a picture is... book. We like, mm. oh, look how pretty this is. I don't
1: think *Spiky* is as clever as something like *Horrible Histories*. I think *Horrible Histories* is so clever. Oh no,
0: no, no, so no it's clever. not. No, no. Of course, I'm not saying that they're the same. I just mean, as mm. in, they're a similar thing in that they are a mixture of childish humour, very immature humour, mm. with some sort of a, something for the adults, whereas I feel mm. like this is a picture book. Like, it's beautiful and it's heartwarming and it's very sweet, but, like, does it say anything? Not really. Does mm. it... Does it, it doesn't feel, like, full of any information. I don't feel like... I know you're not supposed to learn from everything, but... Yeah. I don't know. It just felt like it basically reiterated a similar thing for the whole narrative. I mean, it's very yeah. obviously based on a lot of children's stories. Mm. I'm sure more... Um, less Western ones. Yeah, But I definitely. can only reference Western ones because yeah. those are the only ones I know. But, like, Alice in Wonderland, obviously. Narnia, it's very reminiscent to an extent. of Alice in Wonderland. Like, there, there's a bit that's almost exactly like the first mm. Narnia book.
1: Yeah, but I, again, I'd rather watch this than watch Alice in Wonderland.
0: Yeah, I don't like Alice in Wonderland because everyone used to give me it as a child.
1: So. Oh, fun! I can imagine that. <laughs> Done with it now.
0: So. No. No, I agree. This is sweeter than Alice in Wonderland, but Alice in Wonderland, I think, is more... Crazy and interesting.
1: Yes. I I will agree with that. I just... I think I prefer... I think I prefer the visuals in this much more. Because I, I think, again, for me, it's the issue with Despicable Me and something like that is I find a lot of... Actually, the one I would probably put this the most out is Shrek. I think Shrek is a really ugly film. What? Like, I... I don't like drop buttons! No, 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 no. No, ugly is in I t- I don't think it's a visually very interesting film. And I think there's a lot of kind of greys and browns, and I don't think I don't like He's the characters. An
0: ogre. Of course there are browns. I know,
1: but there are ways that you can...
0: He lives in mod swamp.
1: But I just I don't I don't like the design of the characters in Shrek, whereas no. in this, it it all just looks gorgeous. And that is for me, I'm I'm a very visual person. I like this sort oh, of thing. Oh, that's
0: less important to me yeah. than the uh...
1: Mm. I mean, dialogue, I don't, to be honest I mean I don't like the first Shrek very much anyway it's like
0: the West Wing is like not particularly beautiful mm. and it's just all like one colour like essentially the whole thing is navy yeah but yet
1: but that I think dialogue is a, that's a holds, choice definitely yeah,
0: of course I don't mean it's not mm. but I mean to me, the reason why the West Wing is good is that, it proves it's, that you don't need mm, all of the beauty. Yeah. You actually just need like very good dialogue. Mm-hmm. And that, I find that more interesting in general. <laughs> Neighbour Totoro has some beautiful bits, but it's not... I don't know. never goes anywhere. There's never mm. a big enough
1: drama. No. But I think, I, I think that's the kind of point. Is it is quite small scale. And I like that element of it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough.
1: Okay. So scores on the doors for this scores week. Scores
0: on the doors. So what did you give America's Next Top Model?
1: I gave America's Next Top Model a six.
0: Yeah, I also give it a six because I think if it had been a different episode, I would have gone higher, but I don't think mm. the first episode is ever that good. Yeah,
1: and I, I, I saw the appeal of it. I'm not sure if I'm going to watch it. I might watch a makeover episode that yeah. might completely swim me because it took me two episodes to get into Drag Race. Yeah. You might make two episodes yeah, 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 to get yeah. this. Okay. What did you give the West Wing?
0: The West Wing I give ten because of the half <laughs> not? Also, I think everyone would kill me if I didn't give a
1: 10. I mean, I also gave it 10. I mean, I would not change anything about that pilot. It's, <laughs> it is just perfection. It's so great.
0: <laughs> okay, um, what did you give How to Be Single?
1: How to Be Single, I have given a 4.5. I Because I think there are some really, really good bits in it surrounded by a lot of mess.
0: Fair. I, I mean, I've given it a 4 because I did. I I, I, it. It's
1: interesting that you've given it a lower score than I have.
0: Yeah, because I can enjoy a film whilst mm. not being like it deserves a lot of... Mm. This is a hangover film, <laughs> appropriately, appropriately enough. Appropriately for Maybe today. Maybe I'll re-watch it today. Maybe you will. We should say that Sam came in today, found me lying on the sofa. just They're Having a wee nap.
1: <laughs> a small
0: nap <laughs> for yeah. 30
1: seconds. Okay, and um, what yeah. did you give My Neighbour Toad
0: Um, I gave it six. Because, I mean, mm. I enjoyed it, but I just don't... I, I'm not gonna. I don't know. I didn't have. It, it was a bit it. slow for you. It's not even just slow. It's. I think slight is probably the right word. Mm. I just wanted more. And all the time I was watching it, and I, I admit I was watching it whilst doing other things. Yeah. I just was like, oh, I'm mm. back, and, and nothing's happened. Um, Fair. Okay. Cool. I
1: gave it an eight. I just. I think it's really sweet. It's really heartfelt. I think it's. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful bit of cinema.
0: Yeah, I just don't think the visual is enough for me.
1: Fair. I agree with that. Basically. But for for next week, I think we're going to do a little bit of role reversal, where you're going to have my trash and Alice's treasures. I don't
0: know if it's my treasures. I mean, yes.
1: it's definitely my trash. Okay, cool. So for TV, I would like Alice to watch the first episode of The Last Kingdom, which is about... I've actually, like, never heard of it It's about so. Vikings. It's really silly... It's got sexy, sexy Vikings in it. Oh. It's quite... Mm. It's sort of also kind of surrounding, like, Alfred the Great and sort of the unification of England and that sort of thing. So and,
0: trashy. God.
1: But it, it also is nonsense. It's hilarious in places. And it, has, it purposefully hilarious or, like... I think sometimes yes, sometimes no. I mean, the, the funniest thing is that every episode after the first one starts with the main character called Uhtred in the recap going... I am Uhtred, son of Uhtred, and it never stops being funny. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so what's, what's my TV? Um,
0: you're going to watch one of the greatest comedies of the last maybe decade, which is Friday Night Dinner.
1: Which I'm ashamed to say I have never watched. <laughs>
0: religious comedy. Oh. You? Well, it's not really. Yeah. You don't use it a lot of our religion. No.
1: Um, it's got and Greg in it, doesn't it? Tamsin, Gray, really Tamsin who's Greg. We love
0: fantastic. Also, Will from the Inbetweeners. Oh, uh, okay. His name, Simon Bird, that's it. Um, Tom Rosenthal and. I remember the dad's name, but he's a very good actor. Uh, okay, I promise. Yeah, um, it's written by someone Popper, Robert Popper. Uh, okay, it. and it's about do you know what Friday night, the tradition of Friday night dinner. So basically, the Jewish yeah. Sabbath is marked by a Friday night dinner between the family, and it's about this like Jewish family, but they're not particularly
1: religious. Jewish, as it yeah. were.
0: Well, they don't like Orthodox or anything, um, but the kids, the boys who are by now grown up-ish to mm-hmm. so the, around our age probably, like early okay. 20s, mid-20s, come around for dinner, and oh, um, it's just about family life really, but it's, I mean, I just love it, it's hilarious.
1: Yeah, I've, I've heard so much good stuff about it, and I'm ashamed that I haven't watched it. It's great. And so yeah, It's I'm, proper
0: British humour. I'm,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to it. But for my film, you've given me a lot of rom-coms, so I'm going to give you one of my favourite rom-coms that I am shocked you have never seen. <laughs> Which is the majesty that is Miss Congeniality. I can't believe you haven't seen this. It's, it's one of
0: those films I always meant to watch, but I always thought... Mm.
1: It's got Sandra Bullock in it. I find
0: her so annoying, that's the thing.
1: See, I used to find her annoying before I saw her in this and later okay. saw her in Gravity. I
0: know this is the thing. I hate Gravity. That would actually oh. be the only film that I hate.
1: See, for Gravity... We Gravi- were having
0: this discussion earlier I,
1: I love Gravity. It's... it's I oh. mean, everything
0: about it is awful.
1: Oh, no. Except for
0: George Clooney, who is great.
1: No, I just think you're wrong no. I mean,
0: I'm right, it's such a pointless film It makes no logical you sense You made me watch
1: the 10 year plan That is a pointless film yes. Miss Congeniality, it's great I think it's Well, if she
0: can make up for the abomination that was a gravity then I think
1: I'm so wrong on that oh. I mean I'm not yeah, No, you totally are Totally awful. Gravity is one of my favourite films.
0: I'm picking a much better film for you to watch, which is um, Lady Bird, which was one of the Oscar contenders last year. Yeah. Um, me and my flatmate both watched it and both cried mm. um, by the end. It's about a girl in a Catholic school, but I promise you you don't have to know that much about that,
1: religion yeah. to
0: find it just a great... Entertaining. Uh, not even entertaining. It's, like it's essentially a coming-of-age movie mm-hmm. and a relationship between a mum and a daughter, which is quite hard to understandable yeah it's, it's got timothy chamelais and Timothee saoirse Chalamet. ronan in it which oh is great. i it do like saoirse ronan. and it's just great and i think you will get you would get more out of it if you had been brought up in a catholic environment but because it's like a coming-of-age mm. film it's the first one i've seen set in the noughties yeah it's perhaps. very like relatable for us yeah in a way
1: and then the last thing going to the leaderboard still languishing in last place rightfully is the 10-year plan with a grand total of two points. So me. <laughs> and at the top, as it should be, with a perfect score, is the West Wing.
0: Yeah, a- okay. I know, I agree with the top and bottom. Yeah. I also think sometimes I'm a more generous score giver.
1: See, I, I, I think you are very ungenerous with Totoro.
0: Okay. Mm, I just think it's only just above average. Uh, like it is above average but it's not like in the same league as some I think I've been generous with Firefly actually looking about how high that is in the leaderboard
1: I think that's because I've given it nine yeah I think because I've, I've I've said this is great this is what it should be I
0: wonder if we'll become harsher as the episodes go oh I
1: think we will as The
0: yellow one is very distinct
1: yeah mm. no Intriguing. yeah well thank you for listening to this episode if you want to find out when the next episode comes out and follow more shenanigans from us you can find us on social media
0: we have instagram which is at please don't make me watch
1: and twitter which is at don't make me watch
0: and apparently all the other social media forms are basically irrelevant nowadays so yay that's all you need have a very cultural and trashy week
1: have a good time see you next week bye, bye.